Hello, and welcome to the Stories I Know podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you're listening and from. I'm Marlon D'Souza. On Stories I Know, I'll share stories I've lived, stories I've heard, and stories I know. I've been telling stories since I was a child, a little boy growing up in Bombay in India, a suburb of Bombay called Bandra. And most of the stories I used to tell as a child were what my parents call lies. White lies, black lies. We were a Catholic family, and so that was normal. And the elaborateness of my stories would change depending on the need of the moment. The need typically being to get out of trouble with my parents or my grandparents who loomed large in my life. And outside of my parents and my family were little simple stories I'd made up that I'd tell friends in school when I was eight, nine, ten years old, primary and middle school, trying to one-up my schoolmates. One day on the playground, a boy said to me, we were in a group, and this boy said, you know, my uncle has his own plane. And I said, my cousin has his own plane too, and he's got a swimming pool in the plane. Of course, it was a total lie. And that's what the other boy said. That's impossible. What will happen to the water when the plane is taking off and landing? You are lying. And I said with all the authority of an eight-year-old boy, no, 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 you don't understand. The pool is locked with a cover when you take off and land. Of course, it was a total lie, but it met the need of the moment, which was to outdo each other with grand fabrications. Another time when I was uh, nine years old this time, it was the middle of a short break between classes. I was in the fourth grade now. A group of nine-year-old boys in my class, a small group of the the brainy kids, they were talking about the, the tallest people they knew. And someone said, I know a boy in my building who's nearly six feet tall. Another boy responded, wow, that's really tall. And it was. Six feet was really tall because at nine years old, we were barely three feet nothing. Short little boys. Another boy said, I think the tallest person in India is maybe six feet five. And everyone in the group murmured in appreciation. Not to be outdone, I immediately said, my cousin is 10 feet tall. There was a moment of shock from the group. And without hesitating for a moment, I pointed to a pillar in the classroom that went from the floor to the ceiling. It was at least 20 feet from floor to ceiling. And I said, you see this pillar? My cousin is at least half as tall as this pillar. Impossible, the brainy boy said. And the group ganged up behind this brainy boy to say that I was making stuff up. Of course, I stood my ground, all three feet nothing of me. They kept challenging me, and I kept, I kept pointing to the pillar, and that was that. After the break, the boys complained to the teacher that I was making up stories. Good for me, though, that the teacher, bless her soul, she liked me, and, and she changed the topic to studies. So those were, you know, uh, simple stories that I, and I never made up stories with my teachers because I felt they would somehow find out I was lying or report back to my mother, who was also a teacher. So I was a, a squeaky, clean, goody-two-shoes person, this little boy in school, squeaky, clean, goody-two-shoes with my teachers. And then along the way, as I became a teenager and then as an adult, I began to have my own life experiences, and the need to embellish and make up stories was replaced by my own 
You know, pretty rich life experiences that were often unexpected, completely unexpected, often scary, often comical, often, I'm laughing now, but often dangerous situations. In hindsight, they turned out to be stories I can talk about with a bit of wonder, though at the time they were, they were often misadventures. And in telling my stories, I started to notice that I sometimes had an ability to retell the stories of my misadventures in a way that was, uh, that was interesting to people. And I also began to pick up other people's stories. And broadly, I began to notice that there are two types of people when it comes to my stories or the stories of other people that I might find interesting or relate to. There's a type of person who listens to a story I'm telling and find the details overwhelming. Oh my God, okay, what's next? What happens? They just want to give the facts sort of in a, in a logical way. You know, um, okay, I got the main points, let's move on. And that's just the way perhaps that maybe they live their lives. I don't know. And I don't, I don't mean this in an uncharitable way, but perhaps you might call their approach, the accountant's approach to a story, just the facts, just the facts, nothing else. But there's a second type of person who I connect with, who I find very interesting. And those are the type of people, those are the people who are very interested in the details of the stories. And they enjoy the experience of listening to the unfolding of a story and also, very key for me, they have stories of their own and they remember the little details. This happened and then this happened and here's why it happened and then so-and-so was there. And that to me is fascinating, hearing the details of other people's stories and sharing the details of my own stories and going along on a journey with a storyteller whether I'm telling a story or whether I'm relating someone else's story or whether I'm listening to a story being told by someone else. So I guess if you're the kind of person who's focused on just the facts, please, just the facts, you probably won't relate to my stories. And I'm sorry, but that's that. But if you're the kind of person who likes to relish something that happened as though it's still happening and wants to go on a journey then you just might be in luck. So come with me on this journey with stories I know, and let's just see where it goes. These are stories that I have lived and stories that I've heard. And both types of stories are equally important to me, not because they are my stories or your stories, but because there's a whole community, a community of characters in a story the community of characters and situations and traditions and belief systems and ways of being that influence every moment of our lives. And that is, that's just fascinating to me. So I'll end this initial episode with a story from my own life, a story that I found out about only recently. It takes place when I was five or six years old and I found out about it only recently for my mom, she's quite old now, and she said when I was five years old, uh, or I think maybe four years old in kindergarten, one day I refused to go to school unless my mom bought me two scented erasers. 
I was mystified and asked her, why would I do that? She said, you know, you said, I'm not going to go to school unless you buy me two scented erasers. And so my mom, my mom went to a, a shop that was near the school and she decided to not argue with me, little four-year-old, five-year-old me. And she got these two erasers and I went to school. And to me, that was, uh, that was really insightful for me not just to see how I was in that moment, but to see a different side of my mom, who's always been a mother to me, you know. I've got to tell you what to do. I've got to guide you. But to see a different side of her, where she indulged a four-year-old boy's really <laughs> strange whim to send it razors, and she just let him be. And I'm very grateful that my mom told me this story for the first time. I'm grateful that I found out about this story. So I'll wrap up there, and uh, I hope you found value in what I had to share, and I look forward to hearing your stories and coming along with me on this journey and taking me along on your journeys. Until then, thanks for listening, and I look forward to seeing you soon on Stories I Know. Take care. <laughs>